Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward. And over there, that's our pole position guru, Spencer Holbrook. Uh, we were on hold for a little while. The Buckeyes were uh, rated in the ranked in the preseason. The voters were allowed to choose any team they wanted, even if they weren't playing. And that has only made things even more bizarre now that the Big Ten, Pac-12, and everybody else are now uh, aiming to play seasons this fall. The Buckeyes, of course, won't play again until October 24th, but they are back in both the AP poll and the coaches poll. So, Spencer, um, I have my thoughts on how silly this is, but I'm going to defer to you, the expert, on watching the polls every Sunday. What did you make of uh, the Buckeyes coming in at number six and then the AP poll voters, uh, some including Brett McMurphy, who left uh, the Buckeyes off their ballots entirely? It's really, really, really dumb. It, it, because to, to say we're going to rank teams that have played, it's like, okay, well, then there's no such thing as a preseason poll. To say, oh, we're only going to rank teams that have played, you know, two games. I don't know what these voters are thinking. Apparently, they're not thinking, though. Because your, your job as a, poll, as a pollster or as a coach in this situation is to rank the teams based on who is the best in America, who's the second best, and then all the way down to 25. By you not putting teams on there that haven't played, you're just admitting your idiocy, Right. Like if you think, oh, they haven't played, they can't be ranked. Well, then, then the preseason poll is, is never allowed to happen again. I mean, somebody needs to get the AP on the phone. We need to talk to him about this, Austin. Yeah. I mean, part of the appeal to the AP poll and the coaches poll to a little bit lesser extent is that there is no defined protocol that everyone is supposed to give their own thoughts about who the top 25 college football teams are in the country. And that's always difficult in this sport. I'm not trying to say that uh, everyone should vote the exact same way every single week or that they should value the exact same things when they're putting uh, the rankings together. I know that that's uh, hard, if not impossible. I've had to be an AP poll voter uh, before. It's extremely challenging, especially when you cover one team to monitor 129 others. So I'm not sitting here expecting that it should look the same, be the same, or be clear cut every single week. But it's hard to take it seriously if some poll voters decide to take weird stands and uh, only one week they vote uh, for teams that they might have ranked in the preseason. Uh, maybe they have Alabama number two, but they haven't played a game yet. And then the next week they say they're only going to vote for teams uh, that have played games. Well, you can't – how is that supposed to make any sense to anyone if the voters themselves are using different uh, evaluation tools from week to week? It's, it's crazy, and I think all that this, this season has done, like everything about 2020 is hard and re requires creativity uh, and flexibility, but I don't know how you're, you're supposed to take this seriously at all if you don't know what teams are, what voters, what teams are going to show up from week to week. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. Like, what are you going to do then if you've seen SEC teams play four times and the Big Ten teams play only once by October 24th? How are you going to manage that? It doesn't it, make any sense. If, if everybody thought, sorry, Spencer, if they thought that Ohio State was a top four team in August, how is that any different than today? I, I don't know. And, and the goalposts are just going to keep moving. I think one of the big things that, that I kind of take away from this is, like, I thought coming into this year, the lack of national writers traveling as much, some beat writers not having to go to the stadium on a Saturday, that are voting in the polls. I thought, and some coaches having Saturdays off, I legitimately thought this would lead to a better poll. 
I thought this year would produce better polls. The national writers can have their five screens and their man cave set up. You know, you and I, if we were voters, could sit and watch college football on a Saturday and say, okay, where does Ohio State slot into this picture? Where does Penn State slot in to this picture? Is it behind Notre Dame in front? You know what I mean? Like, I thought it would create a better polling. It would create better polling data for us because we could watch more games. There's just not as much going on. There's not as many people traveling. It's done the opposite because it's just made everybody lose their minds. Like, just, there are 130 teams in the FBS. Even if the Big Ten didn't get reinstated, if you think they're one of the top 25 teams, they should be in the poll no matter what. If one of the MAC schools is a top 25 team, Ohio, they should be a top 25 team. If a Mountain West school hasn't played a game yet and you think they're a top 25 team, put them in the damn poll. Yeah. It's not hard. There are, team, there are 130 teams. Your job is ranked 25 of them, not 25 of them based on if they've played or not. Okay, let's just say like last year, Stanford had a bye in week one, I remember. Were they in the week two poll? Probably, but they hadn't played yet. What, what changed about COVID that made everybody lose their minds and say, okay, we can't rank teams unless they've played yet. You got to play in order to be ranked. Well, just, just throw the whole thing away then. We'll just wait till November and get these college football playoff rankings. Yeah, and, you know, we see this a lot in September as well with, you know, some voters who have used it to make a point about, uh, you know, strength of schedule and how they're constantly mm -hmm. going to reevaluate on every single week. But even that is very flawed logic because it depends on what you thought in August about those teams and what you thought about them after week one. There's no – the sample size is not big enough, and I know that many people have asked for a very long time to just hold off. There's a reason why the college football playoff selection committee doesn't meet until October and why it's possible that they shouldn't meet at all uh, until the entire body of work is in or even late into November. Uh, if you want to do that and have a good idea of where teams sit in the minds of, you know, that group, that panel, um, all this has done to me is illustrate the fact that the AP poll and the coaches poll are completely irrelevant. And I've walked right into their trap their discussion points. We write about it at Letterman Row. I guess if I really felt that strongly about it, I would say, let's, let's just ignore them and stop writing about it. But people like to debate college football. We're debating the way people voted about college football. And that's sort of the greatest appeal about this sport. But it's maddening right now to watch the way they're doing it and the way people are trying to, uh, you know, I don't know if it's uh, a statement vote or a principled stand or, you know, whatever it is that they want to make a case for. It makes no sense. Either you think that those are the top 25 teams in the country uh, or they're not. And I don't know how anyone could say just because you got to play one game that that's different than what you thought about Ohio State specifically or Penn State or Wisconsin uh, going into the year. If you thought they were a playoff team, what, has you, what have you actually seen that has changed your mind, at least for the coaches, that they're now number six? Everybody knows how talented Ohio State is. Uh, the only thing that's really changed is that we've seen that Oklahoma doesn't deserve to be in the playoff spot. They shouldn't be in the top four. They probably shouldn't even be in the top 15. Uh, you do have information about the teams that have played, but that should inform the way you already thought about those other teams who haven't. Yeah, imagine looking at the Ohio State roster, even though it hasn't played a game, and saying, oh, I think I'm going to rank Oklahoma and not those guys. All right. what, what, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Missouri State. Yeah, as a, as a sport, like, it's the best sport. It's the dumbest sport. It's the most amazing sport. It's the most stupendously mind-boggling sport. And the polls are just an illustration of that, I think. You know, 
you never have any solidarity between anybody. You never have any consensus between anybody. It, it's just the way this sport goes. And I pray that they take a look at this and say, okay, what, why are we not ranking these teams? Because there's going to be a couple of voters. And it was it happened in the coaches' poll. There are a couple of voters that will have stayed at number one. Yeah. Number Ooh. one in the country. Two number one votes. And there are other people who are leaving them off the ballot entirely. I, I, I'm just going to – that's where I'll stop. Yeah. I take, that for, that, take that for what it's worth. This has proven the fact that uh, preseason polls, September polls – all AP poll and all and all AP polls and all coaches polls are completely irrelevant, but they do get us talking. Um, but it's a blessing and a reminder that the College Football Playoff Selection Committee will never use these. I know we all get a general idea of top twenty-five teams based on them because they are they do exist right now, uh, which is a little bit unfortunate if you aren't actually getting a feel for who the top twenty-five most talented teams in the country are. Um, but as long as this college football playoff selection committee continues to rely on its own evaluations and gets a larger body of work, like they, they definitely don't need to be making any, they shouldn't be getting together until late November at this point, based on what the PAC 12 and big 10 are doing before they start. But as long as they continue to independently evaluate and not rely on the outside polls, everything should be fine. I know people tend to believe that they can't uh, totally tune that out. and I get it, but this year in particular, they are showing how pointless they are. I think the, the biggest thing we, we might want to, you know, just take a step back and take a deep breath after being mad at, at, at some of the AP voters for being idiots uh, is just oil always rises in water, right? Like, like they always separate each other out. And, and at the end of the day, when you look at the polls in November, you're going to look at the college football playoff poll, you're going to look at the AP poll, and they're going to be pretty damn similar. They always are. At the beginning of the season, it's always maddening, like, Oh, Iowa State got beat by Louisiana. Louisiana is now number 18 in the country. It's like, do you really think they're the 18th best team in America? No, you're just on your priors. You think they're one of the best 18th teams in America. So like it always ends up leveling out is what I'm trying to say. And like, you'll see the playoff committee do something similar to what the, the AP vote does. Because at the end of November, if you look every year, it's usually like, one through 10 are the same. And then like 10 might be eight in one poll. And you know what I mean? Like, so it always levels itself out. I'm not too worried about it, but it's a little maddening as somebody who's been tasked with studying these polls for the year to try and make sense of what's going on right now when some of these bozos aren't even ranking the big 10. (laughs) So like, so yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't think that that deep breath really helped you. Because you concluded that you were trying to urge caution, and then you ended it by saying that the voters were bozos. So I fully appreciate <laughs> that, because that's about where I am. It's, it makes no sense that two people can think that, that two coaches can have Ohio State number one in the country and other leave them out of the top 25 entirely. Like, let's, let's do something here, people. Vote on the, the teams that you think are the best so that Spencer has a much easier Sunday and can actually plan this out a little bit more in advance before we have to dive in with a little pole position breakdown. The next couple of weeks, I'm afraid, are going to be similar to this, but uh, you know, maybe we can uh, get a little more normalcy, and we will keep espousing these views until people start listening to us. That's Spencer Holbrook. He is the pole position expert at LettermanRoad.com. I'm just Austin Ward. Way more coverage coming for Ohio State and the Buckeyes. Uh, training camp heating up, practices with pads coming starting on Wednesday. Uh, some more press conferences with the Buckeyes this week and a couple of assistant coaches. So stay tuned for all of that. Spencer, thanks for your time and your thoughts. As always on the polls, I am Austin Ward. We'll see you next time at Letterman Row.